We are aware, Heavenly Father, that you never send your word without an, a mission that you are sending it to accomplish. And our faith this morning, Heavenly Father, is that whatever it is you are sending your word for will be accomplished in our lives. We align our expectation with yours. As we hear your word and as you send your word, we declare that we have the same goal as you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for uh, articulation and thank you, Lord, for the ability to speak your word clearly and articulately to communicate the heart of God. Spirit of God, I make myself available to you. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. And those who believe said amen and amen. Amen and amen. We have been looking at what I called our calling to create. Our calling to create. We see from the book of Genesis chapter 1 that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Our God is a God who is the creative one. Um, one of his, his um, names, um, if, if not the major name that he is known by, especially by the Jews, is Yahweh, the one who created everything that exists. So if anything exists, it only exists because the, created, the, the creator created it. Are you listening to me this morning? It only exists because God created everything in the beginning. And in Genesis 1.26, and we've looked at this in detail, I'm just bringing us up to speed as we go to where we're going today. And then in Genesis 1.26, we find that God created mankind in his own image. To keep it in the context of what we're talking about today, what I'm saying, what we're looking at, uh, or what this means is that you are also a creator just like your, um, your heavenly father. If he is a creative being, if he is, even though he was not created, he created everything, including you and me. Scripture says that he created us in his likeness and in his image, which means that we are also created to create. The very fact that you are a human being is evidence that you are created in the image of the creator. This means that you are a creative being. One of the things I'm trying to do in this session is as we talk about creativity, as we talk about creating, that we will not continue to relegate the responsibility to create to those who can sing or those who can draw or maybe those who can dance to the artistic industry or to those who have an artistic flair in them, that we will not be only relegate these things to them, but that we will understand that every single one of us is created to create. Would you repeat after me? I am a creative being. I, come on, say boldly, I am a creative being. And I am an offspring of the creator. Amen? Always remember that. You are no ordinary individual. You are created in the image of God. And we saw how it is the case that God in Genesis, and we saw this in the last couple of weeks, how God in Genesis often responds, in fact, throughout Scripture, he often responds to darkness by creating the new. Okay, he often responds to darkness by creating the new. He shows up in Genesis and the scripture says that the earth was without shape, it was void, it was dark. And then if you read the whole thing, you find that God began to speak and what he did was to create a garden when he, he bumped into something that was dark and something that was shapeless and something that, that was without form. By the time the creator finished with the garden, it became a, creative, uh, a, a created Eden. Okay, he shows up and he says in Isaiah, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. I will make, I will create, or I will make reverse in the desert. So he shows up to the desert that is without water, that is arid, that is dry, a place without refreshing. And what does he do? He creates a source of refreshing because it is in his nature to respond to darkness 
with creativity. Here is my conviction in this season because everything that I teach, I was telling my wife the other day that if I have a fear, and I, I know I've said this to you before, if I have a fear is that we would just become academic in our, in our um, um, interaction with the Word of God. Uh, I don't believe that it is the will of God that we just read the Scripture academically without any connection to what is happening right now. If you want to understand the reason why I believe what we are looking at right now is a now word, here is my conviction. I believe that the darkness that we see in our world right now is an invitation to those who bear the image of God to create. Okay, I believe that the, 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 the issues we see in our world right now, the pandemic, the recession, the, the, the mental health issues that we have, the, 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 the spiritual apathy uh, th that we see all around us is an invitation to those of us, and I'm just naming a, a few of the things that you and I might recognize, or these are things on my radar, um, there will be other things on your radar that you would reflect to us darkness, I need you to know that this, the state of the world we find ourselves right now is an invitation to, to you who bears the image of God to create. Right now, the Spirit of God, just like he did in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he is hovering over the dark spaces. He is hovering over every shapeless part of your life. The Spirit of God is hovering over your relationships, your family, your finances, your future. He is hovering over your careers, your businesses, our city, our nation, our world. It is important that you understand that the darkness you see is not all that there is. There is an, there is an everlasting spirit, spirit. The Holy Ghost is hovering over all of these things. And the Spirit of God is waiting for those of us who will believe to create something in the midst of the darkness. Are you listening to me? He's waiting for you to create something in your relationship. What the darkness you see in terms of the fact that you're always locking heads as husband and wife, that's not the only thing. The Spirit of God is hovering over that relationship and waiting on someone to create an atmosphere that is conducive for love, an atmosphere that is conducive for reconciliation. The Spirit of God is hovering over the sickness. He's hovering over the fear. He's hovering over the anxiety. He's hovering over all of these things awaiting instruction to create. Are you listening to me this morning? Darkness is not the only thing that is present. Even though it seems that that's all that we see right now, the Spirit of God is hovering over everything and it is our responsibility to create um, in the face of the darkness. Oftentimes what we do is we start to complain about darkness. We complain about the status quo. We complain about the economy. We complain about the enemy. We complain about all of these things. But we are created in the image. And this is one of the things I really want to get across to us. We are created in the image of God. Uh, 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 and we have the blessing. Remember the book of Genesis, after he created them, the scripture says he blessed them or he empowered them. He gave them the gift of himself and he said to them, you go ahead, multiply, replenish the earth. In other words, God created the garden of Eden, put man in the garden, gave man the ability and now, now said to him, will you, will you duplicate this, recreate Eden all over the earth. I need you to know that our job is not to complain about the status quo, to complain about the influences that the world is having on our children, to worry about the culture that our children will grow up in. It is not our place to, to be... Um, uh, to, to be caught up in the shortcomings of our world, it is our responsibility as bearers of the image of Yahweh to create in our time. So if there is anything, not that there's anything wrong with those things, sometimes you see it is, it is human to see what's going on and be overwhelmed. It is human to see what's going on and 
feel anxious. It is human to see what's going on and just be in despair. But what I'm trying to remind you that is that you are not just human. You are, a, you are a spiritual being having a human experience for maybe 80 years or maybe 120 years that's it. But you are a spiritual being, and I want to call us to engage that part of us because it is our job to create in this season. I believe that God has anointed you to create in the season. I believe that many of you listening to me right now have been handpicked by God to create solutions that people are crying about right now. I believe that many of you are the answer to the problems that people feel stuck in right now. I believe that God, is, uh, God has anointed you to create a way. There are people right now who feel stuck where they are and they don't know that there is a way forward, but you are carrying the grace, you are carrying the blessing, you are carrying the anointing to create a way for them to break out of depression, to create a way for them to break out of poverty, to create a way for them to break out of a cycle that their family, their parents, and their parents' parents have been in for so many generations. You are an answer to someone's prayer. You are an answer to a prayer that someone is yet to even pray. Are you listening to me this morning? You will create Goshen where people will find light in darkness. You will create a tree where many will find shade and refreshing. You will create a safe place for those who have been divorced to be healed and be restored again. You will create a safe place for those who have been abused to receive their healing and to be restored. You will create a space, a conversation, a system, a people that are recreated in the image of God. So I want to encourage you that in the season, you are not just a consumer, you are a creator. You are carrying the anointing to create. Don't let it seem odd that we're talking about creativity. I truly believe that this is a now word. God has whispered in my heart that in the next 10 years, in the next 10 years, God will use you to create people, systems, things, and cultures. I really believe that, that among those of us who are listening, among those who will not just resign and think that this is just another Sunday morning message, you will see that in 10 years' time, what God will do with that YouTube channel that you think is for you and for an extra income, what God will do with, 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 with you in that job that he has placed you in, with that business that he has put on your heart. Some of you have written down your dreams and you are, you are, you, you've written down your visions. You have considered some really grand things and it almost feels like you have to come back to reality. But if you will stay with these things, you will find that the next 10 years, God will establish something so significant that it will change the lives of many. Please do not despise your days of small beginnings. Do not despise these days. Don't relegate your vision. Don't put your vision in the hands of the indifferent. So just because we are indifferent about what God has called you to do or what God is, is stirring in your heart, that does not mean it doesn't need to be done. You are born to be a leader. A leader, your vision needs a passionate leader and that has to be you. Are you listening to me today? You, are, you will create things. You are a pioneer. <coughs> okay? You are, you are a creator of possibilities. You are light in the darkness. Are you with me this morning? I just want to remind you of who you are. Before you think you are at the mercy of the elements. No, you are created in the image of God. And this is your time to create stuff. If you believe that, say amen. Amen and amen. Come on, type in the comment section, amen. Praise God. So today, I'm going to, I want to speak to you about what I'm calling forces of creativity. Forces of creativity. When I talk about a force, I'm talking about a strength. I'm talking about strength or energy that is exerted to cause motion or to bring about change. I'm talking about 
power in action. Um, the creative process is not really a completed process until something that wasn't there now is present, okay? If God shows up to a world that is without shape, that is dark, that is void, and, um, and he begins to create, we know that he has created because we can see Eden. So it, it takes certain forces to transform a dark earth into a, a garden that is lit up. It's just like fruitfulness. Fruitfulness is not really fruitfulness until we see fruit. Okay? And creativity, I think we said this last week, creativity is the process of becoming fruitful. It is the process where you, 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 know, you have the seed of what you are looking to produce on the inside of you, and creativity is the process through which you get that book out. You get that fruit out. You get that intention, and somebody starts to feel and experience the benefit of the love you have for them in your heart. Until that thing comes out and begins to impact and cause change around you, we can't really say change or creativity has been fully um, exerted in that area. And so when I talk about forces of creativity, I'm talking about the strength, the energy that is needed to, to bear fruit, to the, the kind of power that is needed, I think the best way to describe it is active power that is required to cause us to bear fruit. So many people are caught up in the effects and not really involved in the cause of things that are happening around them. And so, most of the time, you see the effect of creativity. You know, you, 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 you have the phone in your hand, the, the iPhone. I'm not sure about the Android yet, but, you know, the, the, the iPhone in your hand I had to go there at some point. It's been too long. Um, <laughs> you, you, you have the phone in your hand. It is an effect of creativity. It is, you know, w w when you hold it, that's the effect. The cause was the force that was exerted. Um, it, first of all, in, from the mind of the designer right there into the manufacturer's product line and, and, and now into your hand. The cause, if you bump into a young man or a young woman who is passionate about Jesus Christ, who is living their lives to the full, that is the effect. The cause was probably a praying mother or a praying grandmother. The cause was probably Jesus encountering, bumping into them at some point in their lives. You know, uh, that is the, the, the cause. And may, may, many people operate or live life in the realm of effects. What I'm actually doing is trying to call you into the realm of cause. Because those who only ever live life under the influence of the effects, whether it is a positive effect or negative effect, these will always be in service to those who know the cause. I'll say it again. If you only ever live life in the realm of effects, you will always be in service to those who know or who have access to the cause. It's like those who, those who know how will always have a job, but those who know why are the people who create jobs. Are you listening to me? It, uh, and so what we're looking to do is to, is to shift us. Now, there will always be some area in our lives where we are not able to um, do anything but live because it's not our calling. It is normal for you to live in the space of effect. So uh, I am asking that you start to think a little bit more um, like God who is the cause of everything that you face. Are you listening to me? When you bought your phone, uh, I don't know however much you paid for your phone, maybe a thousand pounds for, for your phone, whether you paid for it cash or whether you paid for it throughout, your, um, throughout the lifespan of 24 months or 18 months, what happened is you were dealing in the, in the range of cause, in the range of effect. There was another person who went behind the scene at the same time, they invested a thousand pounds in Apple stocks or Samsung stocks. I don't know why they would do that, but you know what I mean. In Samsung, one day I would have to give up teasings because sometimes, uh, anyway, leave that alone. 
Okay. Um, one, one day, just pray for me. One day, I, I, I would be able to resist the temptation not to dig, no matter how serious what I'm saying is. <laughs> but the point I'm making is somebody bought, us, bought stocks at that time. Both of you were dealing on different levels of effect. The one who bought stocks is not the one who made the phone, but they came closer and partnered with the cause and I, I promise you that right now they are in a better place than you who got the phone because, because they are making more from the stocks. Are you listening to me today? So, so, so this is what I want us to think beyond this place of, um, of being those who only consume what is around us, but we become those who are influencing. This is why I'm calling you into this place of creating. Somebody says, leave it, pastor. I will, I will. I'll stay with the word. Um, <laughs> this is why we're calling you into this place of, of creativity because it brings us to our real nature. It brings us closer to our real nature. Look at the book of Psalm 103, Psalm 103, verse 7. Famous scripture. Psalm 103, verse 7. It says, He made known his ways to Moses, but his deeds to the people of Israel. There are those who only know the deeds, but then there are those who know the way. Okay, there are those who know the acts or the effect, but then there are those who know the ways of God. As we talk about forces of creativity, what God is doing is inviting us to partner with him to create the new. Okay, we are partnering with God to create the new. I see the new in your life. I see the new in your children's life. I see the new in your career. I, I really do believe this, that God is creating new all around us. And I don't want any single one of us to miss out on the opportunity to be a part of what God is doing, to be a part of what God is creating in our time because God is faithful and he is able to do what he has promised that he will do. So let's talk about the forces of creativity. In the next few sessions, I'm going to talk about four different forces of creativity. I'm going to talk about faith as a force of creativity. I'm going to talk about righteousness. I'm going to talk about wisdom. And I'm going to talk about love. Just these four. We'll break these down as we go along in the next few sessions. I'm not in a hurry. I'm a pastor. My job is not to entertain my job is to bring understanding and so I take my time with that um, but let's start with the force of faith Mark 11 Mark 11 verse 22 Mark 11 verse 22 I am so determined that I am changing okay I am so determined and I pray that as you as I talk about these things please I, 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 I like to always say this please do not come um, come to listen to what I'm about to say with ears from yesterday. Come with a fresh ear. Come with fresh expectation. Come like a child to hear something because sometimes when you hear, for instance, I'm talking about faith, in many ways you assume you already know what we're going to say and you are right in some ways, but you are also very wrong. So let's come with fresh ears because I'm telling you I'm changing. The, the, the preacher you saw on Sunday is not the preacher you're seeing now. I, I am determined that, that, that tomorrow will not meet me in the same way. Anyone else with me? I really want to change. Not because I don't like who I am right now, but because I know that there is more. There is more that we can become, and I want to see myself become everything. My dream is that as an individual, as a church, we will match the blueprint that heaven has. You know that heaven has a blueprint for your life, um, he told Moses, build according to pattern. God gave Moses very specific instruction on how to build the tabernacle because in heaven there is a blueprint of what your life will be. The scripture says that he has written the days of your life in his book. My, my um, um, uh, obsession is to, is to make sure that when I compare, when I finally meet with my Lord Jesus and I compare my life with the blueprint he had, the, the gap will not be too big. That's my, that's my dream. And I pray that you have the same mindset because li your life is more profound than you think. 
So let's talk about faith, uh, the force of faith. Matthew chapter 11, verse 22 says, So Jesus answered and said to, to them, Have faith in God. We'll come back to that. Have faith in God. Verse 23 says, For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, you know this story. This is the story 24 hours before this. I'll leave you to go read the preamble to this, but Jesus shows up and he looks at the fig tree expecting to get fruit from it, but he did not have what he wanted. And so he cursed the fig tree and told the tree that it will never bear fruit, that it will begin to dry up. 24 hours later, they came and they saw that the tree had actually produced what G uh, had, had dried up like Jesus said. And so the disciples were astonished because the day before the tree was healthy, but then today, a change had occurred. And Jesus introduces them to the force of faith. He says to them, he says, he, he, he says listen, you have faith in God. And if you do, if you have faith in God, you will have the active power, the, the force, you will have access to the force that is capable of removing a mountain and putting it in the sea. Please think about that, okay? He says, it is possible for you to speak to this mountain, lift up this mountain from where he is. This is the, this is the level of change that you are capable of, we are capable of, with the force of faith. He says, you can lift up this mountain from where he, he, it is, this thing that seems to be established forever, he says you can change it, and that's what creativity is. Creativity is really about bringing change of some sort. He says you can change this by, by simply by using the force of faith. He's saying if you want to create change, have faith in God. We'll look at this later, but he's really saying have the, the, the faith of God. And we'll look at that later. Uh, but he say he's the, the point I'm trying to bring out first. He says, employ the force of faith. Help me type in the comment section. Employ the force of faith. If you're looking to create a change in your relationship, employ the force of faith. If you are looking to make sure that your children have a different experience to the experience that you have, employ the force of change. As a teenager, if you are looking to ensure that you do not stay or uh, stay capped to just your capabilities, that you do things that are beyond where, you're, where you currently are, that you live fully for God, employ the force of change. If you are looking to create a company, employ the force of faith. If you are looking to create whatever it is you're looking to create, Jesus is saying, have faith in God or employ the force of faith. Hebrews 11, another famous scripture that talks about faith, but it tells us about the saints of old and how they brought change in their time. I really like verse 32. Hebrews 11 from verse 32 to 35. He says, he says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, also of David and of Samuel and the prophets, who through faith, or let me, let me say this this way, through the force of faith, subdued kingdoms, you know, a kingdom, it is a geographical territory, but it's also a system, a system of operating things. They subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong. They became valiant in battle. They turned flight armies of the aliens. Verse 35 says, women received their dead back to life again. 
Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. How did they do all these things? How did they, how did they shut the mouths of lions? How did Abraham, as an individual, defeat the army of five kings? How did David never lose a battle? How did David become the greatest king that ever lived? How did Samuel become one of the greatest prophets that ever lived? How did, how did all these people, how did Gideon create freedom from the, from the Midianites? How did all of these men and women create change in their time? Hebrews 11 is telling us that they did this through the force of faith. One more time, please just indulge me. Say, employ the force of faith. Okay? Now let's talk about faith. Let's talk about faith. That word faith in the Greek is the word pistis. Is the word pistis. It means a persuasion. It means an assurance. It means a moral conviction. So, so faith in itself. Now, we're going to talk about faith in God. That's a different thing altogether. But faith, when we're talking about faith in the generic sense, and, and by the way, there is a difference, and you see this difference, and I want us to understand the difference between faith in general and faith in God. What you and I are called to, I am finding that a lot of times, People, people preach faith in general, but that's not what the scripture is calling us to. Every human being is, is equipped. Every, in fact, every human being lives by faith in general. Are you listening to me? Every, everyone lives by faith. Faith in the, there is faith in the generic sense which everyone lives by. A conviction an assurance, a persuasion. So even before we talk about um, faith in God, I, 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 I want to just talk about faith just as a human being, just, just being able to, to change your world by the force of faith. Faith is this, this ability to believe. And innately, every single human being um, lives by faith. We live by a certain level of persuasion. A certain level of assurance is just the way we have been de designed. You, you, you go to work by faith or you work from home by faith. Right now, your employers are still employing you by faith. Because they, they don't know if you're watching Netflix or if you're working. Are you listening to me? Obviously, because you are, you are a born-again believer, spirit-filled, a part of Radiant City Church. We know that you are working. Come on, somebody say amen in the comment section. So, I, <laughs> so, so we all live innately by faith in our natural life. We don't live apart from faith. It is the way we've been designed. You go to work by faith. You logged on to this broadcast by faith. You didn't see your setup. You didn't see the guys bringing the equipment. You didn't see me prepare for the message. You didn't see the worship team and the musicians rehearsing. You didn't see any of that, but you logged on with an expectation that you will experience something this morning. Amen? Because you, you came expectant. You came because you were persuaded. You had an assurance, a conviction that church was going to happen here today. That's what faith is. Faith is that assurance. Faith is that persuasion. Are you listening to me? People who change the world are people who have developed their ability to believe. Okay? Again, I'm not yet talking about faith in God. I'm just talking about faith, period. Okay? People who change the world are people who have the ability to believe. They have developed their ability to be assured that the thing that they cannot see exists and needs to be seen. That's what faith is. The Wright brothers who, who invented the airplane, they had so much faith. This is how much faith they had. I don't even know whether they were believers or not, but this is how much faith they had in the fact that, uh, that, that they could, the machines can fly and that they can change the face of transportation forever if they created a flying machine. They had this much faith that they, they created 
they, they worked from their bicycle shops. They borrowed money from their family and their neighbors and their friends to be able to fund this project. They had so the conviction that this flying machine will in fact happen. It came, it was so strong that they were, not, they, were, they, were, they were willing, they were so willing to borrow money from their neighbors and their friends in order to make it happen. I'm not suggesting you go borrow money. I'm just, use, everyone say example, okay? <laughs> but the point I'm making is, is that they had this persuasion because they lived by faith. Um, Thomas Edison, the guy who created the light bulb, he, 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 it is said that, that he, he tried almost, you know, was it, is it 9,999 times and he failed that may, so many times that he created on the, on the last attempt, maybe not on the next attempt, because, because someone who has tried 999,000 times, however many times he tried, I don't know what I'm saying it right, however many times he tried, anyone who tries that amount, you know this person was never going to give up. You know, sometimes in life, you just need to make up your mind that failure will give up on you. Some of you miss that. You know, you fail so much, failure eventually gets bored because, because you always get up. You fall down, you just get up and keep going. One day the enemy will have to say, look, let's go try somebody else. It's not cost effective to keep trying on this person. Are you listening to me? <laughs> and so he keeps trying and keeps going for it. Um, but why does he, why is it that he didn't quit after so many periods of failing in in our view by the way he didn't even see it as failing he when he was asked he said that that i i didn't fail all those times i just found out so many ways not to do what i was trying to do he was so persuaded he was so he had the conviction that the only option we had was not lanterns and 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 bright fire he he, he had the conviction that we could create light bulbs, that the world could be lit up in a different way. He had faith, and, and as a result of that, has completely changed our world. Are you listening to me? Even if I use the, uh, an evil example of someone like Hitler, the reason he is able to, to affect the world so negatively in the way that he did, so terribly in such a disgusting way is that he had such a strong conviction one of the things he was so convinced about uh, uh, however he got then you know it's such a perverted conviction that there was such a thing that there was a need for a pure race a, a you know a, 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 whatever you call that you know, a, 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 a breed of people for lack of a better term that were not mixed and he was so convinced and had such a conviction of something so negatively that if God had not intervened, this guy would have taken over the world. In 2011, your life and my lives were completely changed forever. New technologies were invented. New companies were born at that time. New systems were put in place. The lives of people were changed forever. Our culture was impacted like never before because there were some men who believed in a lie so strongly that they were willing to die for it. The point I am making is that faith is a force of creativity. It is not possible to create real change if you are not fully persuaded in what you are looking to bring, uh, in the change that you are looking to bring, uh, to bring about. Are you listening to me? Without a strong conviction that people need to be delivered from slavery. Without Christian, without a strong conviction that people must be born again, we will not preach the gospel. Without a strong conviction in life after this, without a strong conviction that, that there is a God who we are accountable for, sorry, accountable to, without a strong conviction, uh, our attempts will be limp-wristed. Are you listening to me today? What is your conviction? What is, what is it that you have faith in? What is the absolute conviction that drives your dream, your God-given vision? Do you have a conviction 
that your dream or the things that you believe God has called you to have a place on this earth. That's what faith is. Faith is this assurance, this strong assurance that we must preach the gospel. Faith is this strong assurance that the church um, must influence our world. Faith is having a strong assurance that there is whatever field you are in is having a conviction about the job that you do. I believe that many people never see their real potential in life because you, you, just, you just went to school, learned a trade, got a job, it's paying you. You can go on holiday two times a year after anti-corona goes. Um, two times a year with your children. You can, you, can, you can buy an extra house. So right now, you know, as long as these things are happening, that's it. You're just taking over. You're doing a job that you had no real conviction about. And the reality is, if you, if you continue in that way, you will produce some result, but you are not, you're not going to see the fullness of your potential until you engage in something that you are fully persuaded about. Real conviction. Because faith is a driving force of creativity. Faith is the thing that keeps you going when they say it's not possible. Faith is the thing that makes you believe, you know, when you knocked on all the doors and they all say no. Faith is the thing that makes you say, I'm going to knock on another door. Faith is a creative force. Faith is the ability. It is, it is a forceful force. That is why the kingdom of God suffers violence. And it is the violence that take it by force. Now, I don't recommend you leave your job. Okay, you know, I always have to bring balance because I think sometimes as Christians, we suffer with, with the inability to live a balanced life. Sometimes you've just got to do a job. And, you know, this is for the other guy who is just wanting to, you have a wife and you have children, you have a mortgage to pay, and, and you want to leave your job because you're not, you don't have any passion for this industry. You better have passion for your children. You better have passion to pay your mortgage and stay in that house. So that the challenge is there are things that there are times we do what we have to do, but, there are, but, but, but what you owe yourself in your lifetime is to create a way to do what you have to do. I love what Paul said. Paul says, I must preach the gospel. You know, if I, if, and this is, this is the honest privilege that I have in doing what I'm doing, even if I wasn't pastoring, even if there was no Radiant City Church, I believe I will still be preaching the gospel. I believe in one way or the other, I will still be advancing the kingdom of God because it is my fullest persuasion that there is no help in this world anywhere else apart from in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is my complete persuasion that a world without Jesus is in complete darkness and the thing that we call light apart from Jesus Christ is no light at all. In time, it will be found to be misleading. And so I am fully persuaded that the gospel must be preached. Paul put it this way, I am compelled to preach the gospel. What is, your, what, is your, what is your persuasion in what you are doing? What are you convinced about? Because you can't create real change if you are not uh, without faith. Faith is a creative force. Okay? A an absence of faith will cause you to be fruit fruitless. In many areas in your life, the absence of a conviction. Because if the tree is not, you know, faith is really about your stance. The reason the tree produces fruit is because of the stance of the tree. The tree is planted. Come on, type in the comment section. Planted. That's what faith is. Faith is, is a description of your, your state of plantedness. If that's a word, I've created a phrase right there. Okay, it is, it is how you're standing. It is a description of your stance. That's what faith is. And the only way that the tree is able to produce is because the tree is planted. It is planted by rivers. 
they have chosen that in every season, if I stay near rivers of living waters, I will produce fruit. Okay? It, it is not possible to produce fruit without conviction. What is your conviction? What do you believe about your children? What do you believe about your marriage? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the calling of God on your life? Who is defining the future that you believe in? Because faith is a creative force. What is your conviction? Especially for us as believers, and this is where I now take it a little bit further for you and I, because there is faith in the generic sense, which everyone employs, those who believe in God and those who don't. Everyone has faith in something, and that faith or the quality or the level of faith they're operating in would drive their ability to create in this world. Show me a person who is changing the world, and I will show you a person who has great faith in something. Steve Jobs was so convinced that computers could be simpler, you know, and, and this is where the, the haters will come in. You know, you know the, the, the Apple, uh, uh, the, 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 the mobile phone, the Apple phone was not designed for the complex. He's, he's, he designed it because he, he saw what was out there and he designed it to be so simple. That anybody just picks it up, you don't even need to read the manual, you will just instinctively touch stuff. And as you move, that was how it was designed, that was not the way it was. You know those phones of times past where you had to ring? You know that one? Anyone know about tapping the phone? Jeez, some of you have not lived. You know, where we, we had a phone where my, my mother used to lock it because she knows these rascals will use them to call their girlfriends. So he will, he, she will lock it with a padlock. You know that dialing phone? She will lock it with the padlock. She didn't know that we had a way of tapping. So you will lift up the phone. I can tell you now, your children are not going to try this. And then they will tap, pop, 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 pop. So if the number was seven, zero, you tap one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, zero. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Five, one, two, three, four, five. You spend 30 minutes trying to call this girl to say, how you doing, baby? <laughs> and she, and the, the funny thing is that they might not even be home. You know, they, they might not even be around. It, 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 is, 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 is Mike around? No, Mike is not home. Who's calling? Oh, man. God is good. We have moved on. <laughs> Some of you will never understand the, the challenge that we face. Let's not even talk about dial-up. Anyone remember dial? When, when if somebody's on the internet, forget, forget the phone. Or if someone was on the phone, you're not Googling anything. You know? Uh, but, but the world has changed so much. And the change came about because somebody believed things can be better. I want to challenge somebody right now. You are looking at what you're facing around you. And there is something on the inside of you that says, no. Things can be better. Please do not let that die. Don't let the world silence your view that something can be different. We can certainly do things better. We can certainly change our world. Don't let the world silence what you see because it is possible and the force of faith can bring about that change. Amen? Especially for you and for me as believers in Mark eleven twenty two. I, I talked about this earlier, the, 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 the Young's Literal Translation, which is a translation that is, that is a literal translation of the original Greek, where the guy uh, just literally just interprets word for word as it is. The way he interprets Mark 11.22 is have faith of God, or have the God kind of faith. Or uh, what Jesus was saying when he's saying, you know, when the disciples were astonished at the change that had happened in 24 hours, Jesus says, listen, you can have the faith of God. In other words, the point I'm making is that it is one thing to have faith like I've just described. But you and I have extra privilege where we can tap into the faith of God. Or if you want to keep it at faith in God, I believe faith of God is more uh, accurate. But even if you want to say faith in God, it is still the privilege that we have. The privilege we have is that we don't just have faith for a positive future. We have 
God backing us. We have the highest authority in the land. Real faith for a believer is not just the the conviction of a new reality. Everybody has that. The thing that sets you and I apart is the fact that we have the faith of God. The fact that we have faith in God. Hebrews 11.1 1 talks about how faith is the substance of things that you hope for. Faith is the substance. Substance means the sub. Stands the substructure upon which you stand. It is talking about the thing that you are standing on. Faith for a believer is not just a conviction of seeing something that is not yet present. It is that, but it is a little bit, it is much more than that. It is standing on Jesus Christ. It is having the word of God as the substance, the substructure upon which you stand as you are looking and hoping for something that is not yet present to be. Okay? So Jesus says you can have the faith of God. You can have the faith of God. This is what makes us stand out as believers. We have extra conviction, the God kind of faith. And that's why we can move mountains. In the book of Genesis 15, are you listening? I'm almost done. In Genesis 15, we have Abraham. God is speaking to Abraham in Genesis 15. God is saying to Abraham, he says to Abraham, um, um, do not be afraid. I am your shield and your very great reward. But Abraham said, sovereign Lord, verse 2, Sovereign Lord, what can, I, what can you give me seeing as I remain childless? And the one um, who will inherit my state, Eliezer, is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, and, or Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be their heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not be your heir, but, the son, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. Now see what God did. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Listen, when you operate with the faith of man, when you operate in, uh, with faith in your natural level alone, what happens is that you are limited to what you can see around you. You are limited. You will still be positive that you can produce a son, but you are limited um, to Eliezer in your household. You are limited to what you can see under your tent. Okay? You, 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 at best... Those, those who have faith apart from God or those who don't have faith in God have a limitation. And that is why even, even with everything that is created in our world, eventually it becomes a problem. There was a time when cars, um, it, 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 was, it was just the thing to create diesel cars. So human beings create diesel cars using our ingenuity and, and just amazing. But now, diesel cars, late, years later, the world is discovering that that is a problem. That is a problem to our world because the, even though men are able to create amazing things, um, apart from, if you, you know what I mean by apart from God, without necessarily pledging their allegiance to God, the reality is the things we create are flawed and in time we will see how flawed they are even our democracy even our, our government there are aspects you know of our government that works so beautifully and, and 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 we are proud of it but every now and again we will discover that it is so flawed and such a source of injustice and unrighteousness in our world because uh, because when man creates apart from god it might serve for a purpose but but in the long run we will see that it is an issue but when God creates, you create with the ways of God. And the ways of God are perfect. God told Abraham, you're about to create a son. But if you're not careful, and Abraham did, he created a son with, with Hagar. That's how we create. You eventually get an Ishmael that, that brings you joy, that serves you. But in the long run, it becomes a problem in the Middle East thousands of years later. 
But when God brings, when, when we create by faith in God, we produce an Isaac. And down the road, Isaac doesn't create a problem. Isaac brings about Jesus, who is the Savior of the world. I'm asking you not to be satisfied with just being a positive believer, with just engaging your natural privilege of operating in faith. But we have the opportunity to exercise faith in God. So if you are a doctor and you go to work, don't just exercise faith or conviction that you can make a difference in your world. That's good. I want to charge you to have faith in God that somehow your conviction is supercharged because you are standing on the word of God. Are you listening to me? In everything that we do, have faith in God, when, you, when a person has faith in God, you create solutions that are more like Isaac and less like Ishmael. Okay? That's what we want. I see a generation of people who are coming out of their tent. You see, when you come out of your tent and you look up, you thought you can only produce one with Eliezer, but God says, step out of your tent and look, look at my tent. And when you look at, look at the, you know, the scriptures talks about how, how the heavens, how God spreads the heavens open like a canopy, like a tent. The, the, the heavens are, um, the sky and, and the galaxy and the universe that we see, the scripture says God spread it open like a tent. Abraham was caught up in what he can see in his own tent. And God says there is another tent that I have made. If you can have faith to look up to my tent and stop looking at your tent, then you will create something that will, that will literally change the world. I believe that we are called to change the world. I believe that we are called to change the world. As you go about your jobs, as you believe God for change in that industry, as you believe God for change in this sector of community, as you believe God for change in your marriage, change with your children, don't just be satisfied with a positive outlook, a positive expectation of change. I want you to put your faith in God. I want, this, I, I want to challenge you um, to have confidence in God, that he will be the reason, the source of your confidence. Are you listening to me today? I see what God is about to do with you. Some of you are about to step into realms of creativity that, that, that are truly inspired by the Spirit of God. I'm talking about heaven-quality creativity. I, I, I'm talking about wisdom that is beyond your education at university. Wisdom solutions that are like Daniel that are from the throne of God himself. Solutions like Joseph, systems that like Joseph that are from the throne of God himself. I prophesy over everyone listening that the creative ability of God is upon your life. That you will not be satisfied like Daniel to be counted among the wise in the land at the time. But that the creativity of God will set you apart. That you will not just be counted like Joseph, be satisfied to be counted among the princes of Egypt. But the hand of God, the creativity of God will influence you. To the place that you stand out and you produce a God level of result. People of God, we're not just looking for products. We're not just looking for systems. We're not just looking to recreate people. We're not just looking to influence culture. We're looking to bring about the heaven, the, the culture of heaven upon the earth. We don't just want to free people from being sad or being depressed. We want to release them into the joy of the Lord. We don't just want systems that are fairer systems that are more just we want the systems of our God in our world we don't just want people recreated to be just become better people we want to create people who are just like God and it requires the faith of God I see a generation of people who are rising with faith in their heart 
people who believe that God will use them in this generation. Father, I know that you have sent this word because you are looking to raise men and women of God who have eyes for you only. I see men and women with fire in their eyes, with a heart that is burning, with a conviction that the will of God must be done in their generation. I see a a bunch of young men, young women, teenagers, youth, young adults who are creating in this time, who are working in this time because of their conviction that, that, that the kingdoms of this world must become the kingdoms of our God. The Lord is looking to release fresh ability upon you. You're about to step into new realms of creativity, new realms of influence. If you will engage the Spirit of God who is hovering over the world right now, if you will engage the Spirit of God, you will be at the forefront of the things that God is creating in this world. In this season of darkness, a great light has arisen upon you. The glory of the Lord has arisen upon you. He Kings are coming to the brightness of your life and the force of faith by simply just believing that I am born for this time that God placed me here, that I am not ordinary, that I do not go with the crowd, that I am not conformed to this world, but I am transformed because my mind is renewed according to the world, according to the word. I see God raising up giants. Hallelujah. I speak to you who is discouraged because you've been, it feels like you've been plowing You've been plowing and it looks like no result has been, has, been, has been coming forth. Please don't quit. Please don't give up. Ask the Lord for wisdom, but don't quit. Don't, don't quit right now. Don't give up on what he is showing you. Maybe you need to give up on the method, but don't give up on the vision. And God will give you the wisdom, but don't quit right now. Because in this season, we need you. We need the dream that God... Some of you are, 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 are thinking that I'm just saying stuff. But please know we need you. You are more profound than you think. You are more needed in this time than you think. Your life carries more weight than you think. Don't reduce your life to your understanding. God is using you beyond your wildest imagination. If you, if you told Jeremiah or if you told Abraham or if you told Isaac or if you told Gideon that we will still be talking about them in 2020, they probably will not have believed because they had no idea how much God was going to use their story to change all of history. If you told Jonah that even your mistakes, God will use. I'm trying to tell you not to, not to buy into the lie that you are insignificant. Your ideas matter. Your vision matters. Have faith in God. Father, thank you for your word. We believe we receive. I speak strength to every feeble knee. I speak encouragement to every discouraged heart. I speak provision to every vision that needs that provision. I speak insight. God, open our eyes that we will see that those who are with us are greater than those who are against us. Lord, we engage your spirit right now. Engage every mind, every eye. The eyes of our understanding will be open. That we will see how much you are for us. And how much you are creating in this time. Hallelujah. Even as your people engage their minds and put their minds on you right now. I declare freedom from sickness and disease. Freedom from poverty and lack. I declare minds are being set free. Bodies are being healed. Relationships are being restored in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amongst these men, amongst these women, among these boys and girls, thank you, Lord, that our kingdom agenda is being released right now. Hallelujah. These are destiny moments. 
these are destiny moments. These are, these are seemingly ordinary moments. When Samuel showed up to David, it seemed like an ordinary moment where they're choosing kings and he anoints David and tells David that he's going to be the king of Israel. And it seemed like an ordinary moment. Some of you are about to miss out on what God is about to say to you because you are thinking this is an ordinary moment. That moment when David was anointed king, it seemed like an ordinary moment where the man of God is just showing up and doing what he does and going away. And 14 years later, David is still going back to taking care of the sheep, but I truly believe that these are destiny moments. For those who engage this word, I promise you that the next 10 years will carry eternal significance for you. And I don't apologize for saying 10 years, because what God is looking to do with you is not a get-quick scheme. Uh, rich, whatever, you know, the, you know what I'm saying? It's not, a, it's not, it's not he, there are things he will do in you now. There are things he will do for you now. But I need you to have the eyes of the kingdom to plan something that is great. Everything that is great often takes time. We give you praise. Thank you for these pioneers. Hallelujah. Yeah, I prophesy companies floated in the stock exchange. I prophesy ideas that your people have right now that will be implemented in the highest levels of government. Hallelujah. Our NHS transformed by the wisdom you are placing in these men and these women. The lives of young people transformed by the wisdom that you are placing in these young men and these young women. I declare dreams are being dreamt right now. Visions are coming up again. And every provision that is required to make it happen, we just release our faith. We say, Father, we trust you. We are operating with the faith of God. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And those who believe said amen.